in today's show, we're live on YouTube answering questions from you guys about fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NBA. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to, um, to take your questions. And I'm joined once again by Adam King. Adam, welcome. Morning, Josh. Thanks for having me, as always. Yes, it's uh, it's good to be here on a Friday morning for us as we're ready to uh, dig into all of the news across the NBA world. And, of course, the big story, the first two questions in here are about Tyrese Halliburton. Daniel says, any word on how long Halliburton will be out for? And then Buzzer Beater says, is it TJ McConnell or Andrew Nempard? Well, let, let's address the first part first there, Kingy. We don't know about Halliburton at this stage. Um, it didn't look great. He was on a crutches. It looked more. It looks more like a more like a contact injury versus a you know ligament snap sort of thing. It might be more of a bruise type situation. That's how I sort of viewed it. But yeah, how did you say? Like, what are you expecting in terms of time frame? Yeah, it didn't. Again, yeah, it didn't look didn't look like uh, like the Durant injury. It didn't no, look no. like a, a sort of a mechanics related injury. So, look, the fact. I mean, he was on crutches, but that doesn't mean much to me. Um, they generally put any player on crutches if they have a lower limb injury just to get weight off it straight away. Um, so, look, I, I'm hoping that it's it's maybe, I don't know, seven, ten days. Um, we do know if it's something like a bone bruise, uh, I don't know if it will be that, but they can be tricky. Um, yeah, look, I'm at the moment we don't know, but I'm hoping it's sort of, yeah, seven to ten days, maybe two weeks. Yeah, I'm not, ex- I'm not expecting like six weeks or anything like that, but we, we don't know. And I guess the next question is uh, Andrew Nempard or TJ McConnell. Now, we already know that Nempard is starting and playing 30 minutes a night, and I think that'll continue. I think that Nempard will just slide across the point guard, and then someone like Matherin will probably st- step into the starting lineup, or they'll put someone like Jalen Smith in and put Aaron Neesmith down to the three. I don't think they will start TJ McConnell. But what we do have to remember, uh, Kingy, is that we've got this example, like Halliburton was out and Nempard went off, right? But McConnell didn't play those games. So it's very hard. And this game, it was clearly McConnell who was the big beneficiary. So it is a little bit harder to um, really pass that because that past information we have isn't really indicative of what the situation is now. No. So, and I think, uh, yeah, I mean, short answer to this, for me, it's TJ slightly. Nempard was already playing starters minutes, even with with uh, Halliburton there. So as you said, I, I, th- I don't think his role changes a lot what, or his playing time. I think... He might slide over to the point guard, but Buddy Heald has shown that he can handle the ball a little bit. Uh, so for me, it's TJ just because I think his minutes go up in, in potentially up to the mid twenties, and we know what he can do. Like he can be he can be really strong in assists and steals um, in in limited minutes. So if he's getting 25, 26 minutes, uh, he could be a nice pickup. 
Yeah, we're going to get more information about this tomorrow when they do play, but I, I tend to agree that the biggest increase will come from McConnell, whether he's able to top what Nempard can do. Like Nempard will see more ball handling and more assist opportunities and more usage, but it won't be the same as what it was the last time that Halliburton was out because TJ was also on the shelf there. So he was playing 40 minutes a night and he was the only ball handler. So we just have to be aware of that. I think they're both worth 12-team league ads and... Mm-hmm. On a per minute basis, TJ is, I think, going to be a better option, but that's going to, yeah. Is it 33 minutes versus 22? Is it 26 versus 31? Like, that's the thing that we don't know, and it is pretty much a a toss of the coin there. Um, We had a good game yesterday from Jaden Ivey. So, Tecoon says, is he a rest of the season type of player? What do you think? Oh, look, I, I think in certain builds he can be. Uh, I think he's been a little bit better the last couple of games. Um, he's going to get plenty of opportunity. If you're punting uh, your percentage, field goal percentage, uh, that obviously gives him a boost. Uh, I think I have him in one team, and, and I'm just holding on to him because he's giving me some points, some assists. Uh, so he, he won't be for everyone, but but I think he can be rostered just because of his role. Yeah, the role is okay, it's relatively solid, but there are plenty of games where he plays 27 minutes or 28 minutes and gets benched for Alec Burks and Corey Joseph down the stretch. The problem I have with Ivy is that he is a significant negative in field goal percentage and can be in free throw percentage. He doesn't get steals or blocks. He's a low rebound player. He's not a high volume three-point shooter, and he's not always a great assist guy. So he's really like a one-category player who occasionally gets assists. And this is sort of what he was in college. Like he was a point guard that averaged, like I think, four assists or 3.8 assists. It wasn't big numbers. And a lot of those same concerns have translated over. I do not think that he's a must-roster player in category leagues. In points leagues, I do because the volume of scoring that he's able to get by with um, is useful. And he's obviously not playing point guard because Killian Hayes is. So I don't expect these big, big, consistent assist jumps. So I don't think that he is a... Uh, I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. As we move forward, he can, again, you can be for certain situations, but if he was on the wire, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, why is he there? I need, I need to go get him. I, I wouldn't look at it that way um, really at all. Um, Samir Sandu, would it be stupid to sell Mobley to get Claxton? Uh, no. Um, yeah, look, I, I think, um, I mean, I haven't got the... the rankings in front of me, but I would say Claxton has been better than Mobley he has. this season by quite a bit, probably. Um, yep. Main, primarily due to the blocks, but I think we had concerns that uh, he couldn't play alongside Ben Simmons, and, and I think they've shown that they, they can share the floor. Um, so I think his minutes are, are sort of locked in. He's been really good. So, yeah, look, I'd be okay with doing that, I think. Yeah, I don't think there's too much of an issue with it. Mobley's a better scorer. They're about similar in terms of their rebound numbers. It's blocks is like double to Claxton and field goal percentage is gigantic for Claxton. So realistically, it's just going to depend on what you're looking for. But as he said, like he's looking to secure defensive stats. So that, that's a huge win for your blocks. You're already punting point, points, threes and free throws. And yeah, look, I don't look, I know Mobley's the sexier name, but in terms of fantasy output, like I don't think there's really, I don't think there's really much question there. Mm. It's like, it's Claxton's been the better player. Um, all season, and I don't really see why that would necessarily uh, change. I knew we get a question like this, so here it is. Max, you come to the rescue. He says, Rubio, Rubio or John Isaac, rest of season for points? Ugh, no, I'd have neither. I mean, depend if you're in a really deep league, I guess you, you could go with one of them, but 
in a standard league, even a 14-team league, but I don't think I'd touch either of them. I don't think I would either. And in a points league, they're both worse than they are in category leagues. Isaac's nowhere near a good enough points league contributor to even be considering with restrictions. Honestly, we don't even know when he's playing in the NBA yet, by the way. like that, We don't know when that's happening. Um, I just wouldn't bother. I just I think that it's... like I saw a comment from someone... On one of the videos saying, yeah, like, I'll stash him. And then, yeah, in six weeks, I'll get good production. Like, well, you're getting zeros for six weeks. Like, I don't think that's a viable strategy unless you're just so far ahead of everybody else. And then what is the actual upside, especially in a points league, like the 140th best player, maybe? Like, I, I, I don't see it for either of these guys, really, coming back from these injuries in roles where they're not slotted in to be starters. I, I don't see the appeal. I know that in the past they've had really good production, but that's not where we are. It's not where we are in the at this point of the season, and it's not where we are in this at this point in their careers. I don't think in five weeks' time we could be saying, "Hey, they're probably solid ads," but that's five weeks' time, and dealing with zeros for that long is probably not worth the overall um, output. I wouldn't have thought. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. In 2023, if you are a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdownmba. That's linkedin.com slash lockdownmba to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Back to the questions. Kingy, all right. Um, there's a lot of trade questions. It's really hard to answer trade questions without understanding the context of your teams, guys. Um, it's just it's just really tough to be able to do that. And that's where we're at at this point of the season. Like you've got to be assessing your team and you're trying to pull off three for three trades that can completely screw up your team balance and how things look. So just be really, really cautious uh, about, doing, uh, about doing deals. I think this is an interesting question from F. Malik Monk or Terrence Mann in a 14-team head-to-head nine-cat league? Now, we've seen Monk so far, Kingy, be pretty solid, sort of a back-end 12-team league guy in and out. But recently, Terrence Mann is installed as the Clippers point guard. He played 41 minutes and 35 minutes in their first two games, and the trajectory is definitely pointing up for him. What are you thinking with these ones? Uh, I'd probably go Mann, I think, slightly. Um, I don't think both either are sort of top 100, top Top no. one ten guys, but but I think in a fourteen team league, uh, both can be could be rostered. Uh, but I'd probably go man. I think just based on what we've seen, as you said in the last couple of games. Yeah, I think that's probably the right way to go about it. Like at this point, he's playing huge minutes. I don't think that's because Paul George is out. I I, I just don't like Paul George will come back and it will have an impact. But he's already like only like a fifteen percent usage player. I don't think it's going to impact usage gigantically. It's going to impact those guys who are getting those extra minutes, like Norman Powell, a little bit more. I think. Um, and man will just be there and playing those good minutes. Now, he's not a huge stat accumulator. He can get some rebounds and assists. He's not going to put up gigantic numbers, but that role and the minutes are, are very intriguing to me, whereas things for Monk seem to be going a little bit backwards at the moment. He's dealing with some leg issues as well. So I'd like to just take that upside of the extra minutes that we can get there from Terrence Mann in that, uh, in that particular situation. Jason asks, what are your thoughts on Michael Porter Jr.'s season? Uh, he has slowed down a little bit 
lately i think we had a question sort of similar to this oh i don't know last week or whenever a couple of weeks ago um He's so he, he probably has cooled off a bit since then. He's probably top one hundred, is he? Maybe yes. something like that, top ninety. He's one hundred and eighteenth, excluding turnovers. Okay, so yeah, all right. So in eight cat, he's a bit outside. He'd probably be inside top in nine cat. Uh, look, probably, probably on the whole, it's been a little bit disappointing. But he did have that injury, uh, so he, he's he's what a couple of weeks back from that. So. I would say depends where you drafted him as well. I mean, if you took him top fifty, then you shouldn't have been doing that. But if you took him at pick eighty, pick ninety, he's probably doing sort of what you wanted him to do. But I'm I'm hoping he just he increases his production a little bit over the the next month. He was ranked at like fifty four or fifty five, which was pretty crazy. His ADP was sixty, which was also crazy. I think I had him at like seventy five or eighty, and even that he's been a little bit disappointing to me. But realistically, what he is, he's like a he points, he hits threes. Um, and there's some rebounds, but there's not much else. And part of the reason why we were high on him last season is because Jamal Murray was out and he would have to take on a larger usage role and he could become a 20-point-per-game scorer. But we always knew that this season Murray was back, so he wouldn't be in that position to be the second offensive option. So that's why we had to tailor down our expectations. So he's been a little bit under that and we didn't anticipate necessarily the Aaron Gordon breakout that's been um, occurring for most of the season, although he's been a little bit down the last couple of weeks. So he's been disappointing. I would still hold Michael Porter Jr. I wouldn't drop him. Yeah. But it, uh, it hasn't, been particularly, um, hasn't been particularly strong, especially of late. Bedaran Gungor says, should Dennis Schroeder be kept after Anthony Davis comes back? Uh, I wouldn't think so, not based on what we saw when Anthony Davis was playing. Um, he's okay to add now. He's been playing pretty well, but yeah, I think once AD's come back, comes back, he can be dropped. I think that's going to be accurate because we saw that at the start of the season and Schroeder's a guy that needs big minutes. He needs the ball in his hands and when Davis and LeBron and then Westbrook's getting his 30 minutes are there, he's not going to do that. And we've got ample sample size of seeing that. He got you know, two rebounds, two assists. 12 points on 38% shooting is what he was bringing us beforehand. I highly, highly doubt that he's going to keep running at 37 minutes like he is at the moment. Remember, Walker's out, Reeves is out, Davis is out, Beverly's out now. So all of the guards and wing size players are out. So they're just leaning on him a ton. And Davis being out gives him more shot attempts. I just, no. It's like the, the straight answer is no. And they're the reasons behind it. Uh, uh, I think pretty clear. We've seen it plenty of times um, to not get um, excited about it. Um, Gabrielle Kyle says, is Shake Milton worth an ad this week with three games in four days? That's a pretty strong no for me. What, what do you think about Milton's role? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's only been playing, oh, what, 18 minutes, 16 minutes maybe. So, yeah, look, I don't think so. I mean, look, three games in four days. Uh, I haven't looked at the schedule. Are they low-volume days? I'm not sure. Like, are you even going to play him? Um, Every day is a low-volume day the rest of this week, so we're good with um, we're good with that. But, there's got to be other guys out there. There has to be. Yeah. Like, this is a guy that's like, where is he? Even a top 200 player? Like he's not even on my radar as a three game in four nights sort of a player. So I, it would need someone being out for for that to um, come to fruition, I think. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, I guess Maxi could he be rested in a, in a back-to-back? I doubt it. Um, yeah, I think we're past, maybe, we're past that now. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, we're looking at the question, the better question I think would be Melton. Are we holding Melton or not? That that's probably a, a more relevant question, and it's not the question. The answer is yes, but 
well, at the moment, the answer is yes. Well, um, especially with three games in four nights. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah look, we he haven't is seen horrible. what his minutes look like yet properly. Exactly. Joe A says, would you drop Pat Williams? He's only got one game next week or worth keeping? He sucked last game. Yep. <laughs> I I don't know why you'd have him. To like, on He's been so bad, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have him anywhere. I think if you added him because of the DeRozan injury, you'd probably just want to wait one more game and see what happens just because he's already on your roster. You don't need to necessarily waste an ad to get someone else in there. And there's a chance, it was almost almost every chance that he's going to be better than what he did in that last game where he had eight points on 25% shooting. But with one game next week, he's definitely not someone you need to hold through that sort of a schedule. There's no way he's not good enough to hold through that sort of scenario. So I would hold for the next game, but next week, uh, no, I would not uh, not do that. A lot of questions about this as well um, from Daniel McIntyre. Is Quentin Grimes a 12-team rest-of-season hold? Yes. Do you have a different opinion? No, I've I've got him. I think I added him in the league last night, night before, I think. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think so. I don't see why people are like, oh, Barrett's back, so Grimes is going to be a drop. But Barrett was, or Grimes was providing value before Barrett went out. And it was weird what they did yesterday, how they just kept him off the court for the entire fourth quarter. Mm. And I don't know, what, you know, hey, coincidentally, I think that's when the Pacers came back. Um, I, it made no sense. So I, I don't think we're going to see Grimes move into a 12 team droppable area. I actually thought Grimes played better when Barrett was there. He probably, like, he probably I, did. I think- when Barrett's been out the last two weeks, Grimes has been okay, but not great. I, I thought he actually built his value up during games when, when Barrett was on the floor. And he was good yesterday too. Uh, yes, he was uh, It was quite good yesterday. We'll get, into, um, we'll get into some more questions in just a second. But today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to the NBA, college basketball. They've got it all at betonline.net. You can go and check all the odds for the NFL playoffs, the Chargers. When we did this earlier in the week, it was a pick and now they are two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jaguars. So if you want to get on board with the Chargers, you can. And the Dolphins, while we were nine-and-a-half-point underdogs the other day, now we're down to 13 because Tua is out, so maybe it's going to be worse than 13 points. I don't know. But all the odds for week one of the NFL playoffs are up at betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online is where the game starts and don't forget to gamble responsibly all right here is a question that is tied into a few other questions garrett buckmaster says is Giannis going to rest back-to-backs rest of the season he's resting um today's game with that knee injury he's scored in single digits the last two games we had or i had concerns about his knee in the Beginning of the year, I said, look, he's not going to play 70 games. He will sit some back-to-backs, but it's been worse than I anticipated. I think that this knee is really creating a lot of problems for him. That's why his finishing is nowhere near as good as it's been in the past. And I am I am quite concerned about where this leaves him as we move forward. Like He was a pretty unanimous number two overall pick because we get steals, blocks, assists, rebounds, great field goal percentage, understanding we're punting free throws. And we're still punting free throws, but now we're punting field goals as well, apparently. And the defensive stats have pulled away. And I, I think that we can attribute a lot of it to his knee problem. It's not a acute injury. It's not something that he just did necessarily, but it's a an ongoing wear and tear thing that is going to cause him to miss games. And apparently going to cause him to uh, play worse than he has been. Yeah, look, I mean, answering the question, I think it could be a yes. Mm. I, I, just given how, how good they are, look, they can win without him on the floor. They don't need him out there in the regular season. So, yes, I think he probably will rest back-to-backs rest of season. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, his production's been oddly um, 
low. It's not a, a good phrase, but he's, yeah, field goal percentage way down. And, and all you can really attribute that to is the knee because it's not like teams have suddenly figured out how to stop him scoring. Um, it, it's, it has to be more from within him. And, and I mean, players go through slumps, but you generally associate slumps with guys that, that are shooting threes and rely yeah. on, on sort of he's, he's, his buckets are always right at the rim. So it shouldn't, shouldn't really go through a slump like this. So yeah, potentially the knee is an issue. And I, and I actually wouldn't be surprised if, if they give him a week off somewhere. Oh, I wouldn't either. Uh, maybe, I don't know if he'll play in the all-star game. He, he probably will, but maybe he'll be limited. He might just play 10 minutes or something. So, yeah, I'd be prepared for some absences, I think. He, um, yesterday he shot 30% and didn't take a single three. Mm. Like, that's that's weird, right, for Giannis, who's a, a guy that finishes at the rim with such crazy numbers. I'm just bringing up, like, his... Well, actually, to be honest, his rim numbers... He was at 77% last season, 81 the year before that. He's still at 73%, so he's not... It's not that he's not finishing at the rim as well. I'm just going to look at how often he's getting to the rim. He's still getting to the rim a decent amount. So what is actually going on here? What is all right, He's just he can't hit any mid ranges at all. He's at 21% on his short mid ranges. This is according to Clean the Glass. He was at 39 last season. So that's that's this is the problem. 28% on all mid ranges this season. He was at 41 last season. 36, 38, 36, 35, 37, and he's just inexplicably at 28%. And it's not, like, I, th- I thought maybe he's not getting to the rim as much, so he's settling for more sort of um, floaters and pull-ups in the mid-range area, but he's still getting to the rim a decent amount. It's just that these shots that he would still settle for previously, they're just not going in. And it's not, like, his rim percentage frequency is actually up. He was at 53% last season. He's at 58 this year. And his mid-range percentage is actually down from 32 to 30. So it's not that he's not getting to the rim. It's just that these mid-rangers aren't going in, which is inexplicable. I don't know what it is. I, 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 can't, I can't work what that out is. I, I thought maybe it was just that he was settling more, but apparently not. So I now, now I just don't know. I don't know what it is, King. No, it's pretty confusing. And I mean, he's going to be better. He'll bounce back. We, he, he's, he's that good that he, that he will turn things around at some point. But um, yeah, it is interesting. And, and I do think that there's going to be some rest somewhere. Mitch says, are we worried about Robert Williams? I have him in a 12-team league. The wire has good value on it. I'm scared to drop. The wire, the wire surely can't have any value that's anywhere near what Robert Williams could do, and I don't know why you'd be worried about him at all. There is absolutely no reason to be worried. There is no reason to drop, and there is I cannot imagine there is anyone on your waiver wire that has any better value than Rob Williams. I, 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 can't, I couldn't picture who it could be possibly. No, I wouldn't think so. Um, I mean, where what Williams was being drafted at, pick 100 yeah. ish 120 something like that and he's i mean even in whatever he's been playing 18 20 minutes he's he's probably a top 60 player top 70 player so you're already getting value in terms of rank um and he's only going to get better like, this, this is his floor he's not going to play 18 minutes 20 minutes for the rest of the season no. he's already starting again so so they are starting to slowly ramp him up a bit Aaron Sy says, what's going on with Bol Bol? Is he worth holding in a 12-team nine-cat rest of season? King, I'll let you answer this first. I think people know my opinions on Bol, but uh, go with yours. Uh, oh, it's it's pretty tough, I think, um, with word that, I mean, as we said, we don't know when Isaac's coming back, but it does appear that he is coming back. Uh, and Suggs, they're going to start ramping him up. Um, I just... I think a little bit like you, I'm just not sure where Bowl fits. Um, he's not going to be starting 
what they maybe give him 15 minutes i don't know 16 minutes maybe and that's not enough uh he was already trending down before yep. he he went he went out so i don't know i mean if if you can hold him um just to see what his role looks like then then do it but if you're if you need sort of production right now then i'd I don't think his upside is high enough to warrant holding. Oh, his upside is high enough if three or four players get injured. But oh, yeah. you know, how can you like yeah. bank on that? Because that's what was happening at the start of the season. Carter was out. Bunkero was out. Um, Fultz was out. Anthony was out. Suggs was out. Like Everyone was out. And he was just getting 30 minutes and a lot of usage. And now these guys are all back. He is not as good as the highlights would tell you that he is or that people want to claim that he is. Like He has significant defensive issues. And that's what that's what's going to limit him. So he didn't play last game as I think it was just a conditioning thing coming back from COVID. I don't think he's out of the rotation, but it also wouldn't surprise me at some point if he doesn't play every single night. I, I really don't see the potential reason to hold him in a, in a 12-team league. Um, I, I just don't see it coming to fruition unless there are multiple injuries. Um, if, if I just Where is he getting 25 minutes? I, I honestly just don't see it. No, I don't think so. I mean, Bumba's already out of the rotation, so they're, they're already getting rid of some guys. Um, Mo Wagner's been pretty good. Fultz has been really good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't have him anywhere, so I can't sort of answer this from a personal perspective. But, yeah, I, I, I'm okay with moving on. Is Kawhi going to sit back-to-backs rest of season? The report is Matus is that he wants to start playing them at some point. Whether Where that is, I, I don't know. But I would guess maybe after the All-Star break, he might um, play in back-to-backs. His minutes restrictions basically over. He's playing 36 minutes a night at the moment. And that's the next step is back-to-back. So maybe that's end of the season. Um, but we don't have a... If I had to bet whether he will play a back-to-back, I would say yes. I just don't know when. No, I think he might, uh, but as you said, I think it might be after the All-Star break, which is good if, if you've got him in your fantasy playoffs. That means you might get some extra games um, during that span because I think from memory, the Clippers don't have a good playoff schedule. No, I don't think uh, so. So, uh, yeah, look, I can't see him playing a back-to-back anytime soon, but, but maybe in a month, six weeks. Yeah, I, let me have a look. Clippers' playoff schedule depends on when your playoffs are, of course, but if you start in... On the 27th of February, they go 4-2-3. If you start on the 6th of March, they go 2-3-3. Well, that's gross. 2-3-3, that's bloody disgusting. And, so, but are there any back-to-backs in there? I'd that I don't. I would imagine with a two-game week, there's not. Um, no. And probably with three-game weeks, there may be. I, actually, I, don't, I believe they don't have many back-to-backs left this season. I'm going to double-check this. I'm pretty sure that they've only got maybe one or two back-to-backs left all year, but maybe I misread that. I'm going to... Look that up now. What have you thought of Kawhi's actual encore performance recently? Good. He's looked, yeah, I mean, what, a month ago, five weeks ago, there was, I know people were panicking and, and what's going to happen. I drafted him with my third round pick and um, he's been, yeah, he's been really good. Like I've got him in a couple of teams. Um, I don't know, I don't know what his rank has been, but his defense is starting to come back. Yep. Uh, which has been really good. That that's sort of been. I mean, his shot was always going to take a little while in terms of getting confidence in his legs and that sort of thing. But um, what? Oh, he's the fifth ranked player over the last two weeks. So there you go. Yeah. Really um, looking at his playoff schedule, there is back to backs in that. So that week starting the twenty eighth, there's it's a four game week and there's a back to back in that. And then there's the two game week after that. And then in the three game week after that, he does have a back to back. So that they have okay. they have six more back to backs this season. Two of them are in the last eight days of the season. So most of your fantasy leagues will be done by then. So probably only four back-to-backs left that matter, I would say. 
Okay. Um, I've got time for one more question. Yeah, there is a squeaky toy. Obi's in here with his cup of coffee squeaking it. Obi, you can't have that coffee while I'm recording. Um, all right, let's see. What do you think about the reports on Cam Johnson and where do you value him rest of season? Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I heard he was getting close, that sort of thing. And then I think you, I listened to your, your show yesterday and you said that there was sort of, they had a bit of an update and he's probably still two, three weeks yeah. away, maybe. Um, I'm holding him in a 14-team league, I think, uh, with two IR spots. So I have been able to sort of just get by having him there. Um, look, I think once he's back and, and once he's going, he, he'll be probably top 100. But it's, yeah, look, if I mean, if you've held him this long, you sort of have to hold, I think, just to you've planted your flag in him and and you probably need to stick by him. But uh, I wouldn't be running to grab him if I didn't have him at the moment. No, look, the report was he's not doing any contact work. He's not doing any five-on-five work. He's doing a little bit of one-on-one work, which makes me think that we're three weeks away. Um, and I get holding on or adding him recently, but that news puts him way back. And then you've got minutes limits when he returns. So that, to me, pushes full production four to five weeks away, which might not be worth holding. Um, and I, I do think once we hit, like end of February that we're going to get some pretty good numbers from him. But that, that time frame has been pushed out um, a little bit now. So that's a, that's a bit unfortunate. Kingy, that's going to do it for us today. So I appreciate you coming on and answering these questions with us. Um, tell everyone what you've got going on and where, you're, uh, where they can find your stuff. Uh, just Twitter, really, at AdamKing91. Got my daily game wrap things and projections for the day, which I haven't done yet. Um, I'll do that now, but unfortunately, I have to go and log on to work first. We well, better go do that. Go follow Kingy on Twitter and check out all the stuff that he's doing. Thank you for uh, for coming on, mate. And guys, thank you for being a part of the live show. Don't forget to hit a like on the way out. And you can follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and leave a comment down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. <laughs>